different seltzers this month this week i've got waterloo uh summer berry mm. damn i've was... about five of these so i know they're good <laughs> i think that might have been the loudest crack we've ever had here the loudest recorded crack we need some scientists in here to document <laughs> please this. analyze our crack <laughs> welcome to let me pod to you i'm jacob you can block me on twitter we hate jacob i'm here with my co-host dimitri you can find him on twitter at dimitri talks our format here is dimitri's top of the mid headlines stock rising stocks falling these can be specific wrestlers storylines whatever to kick off a conversation dimitri what did you think of the wrestling the past week well, uh, it we doesn't didn't... matter what you think because The Rock is back in the WWE. Fuck, you got me. That was really good. You got me. I'm so good right there. You're right, though. It doesn't matter what I think, man. Don't matter. We're going right into the Bloodline Cinematic Universe. Triple H teased a former WWE champion returning on Raw Day One, mm-hmm. and it was Jinder Mahal. Question mark? What? <laughs> and the collective groan of the arena was so audible. It was <laughs> on so TV. good. I loved it so much. It's exactly what I wanted to see. I, as soon as he came out, and uh, I was watching this with Janie, he came out, and I was like, "Oh, this has to be a swerve. This has to be a swerve. There's no way he's the guy. Who's the real guy that's coming out?" <laughs> but it was it was a really good little segment. He he got all the cheap heat that that you yeah. could get with the America sucks stuff, yep. and <laughs> and then we just get the can you smell what the rock is cooking? And so good. He's he was there. He was, was there. I was very surprised to see him there. It was very surprising. I wasn't given that I'm as we all know terminally online. Terminally and, online. Uh, I saw the rumors <laughs> that the rock was in L.A. It was a surprise for me, bro. That was a cool surprise. I'm glad. I'm glad you got to be surprised (laughs) by it. Um, It's still. It was still good watching watching Raw in a delay and and seeing it. But yeah. Now we got some rumors popping up that we're gonna have some tribal combat down under. Rock versus Roman Uh at the Elimination Chamber. Uh What a road to WrestleMania for Roman Reigns. This is how things pan out. I mean, it's looking like. The Royal Rumble, he's going to defend the title against Randy Orton, get the dub, mm-hmm. defend the title, and his tribal chiefhood at the Elimination Chamber against The Rock. All leading up to Cody Rhodes finishing the story, question mark? It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I, You know what? Uh, you mentioned Cody Rhodes. Uh, I need a moment here to, to speak on Cody Rhodes. Uh, it's just really interesting to see where his road will go. You know, where does Cody's road go? Uh, I still think it ends the same way with Roman at mania, but, uh, there's a lot of people that are unsure and you know what? Uh, I'm just like, I didn't put this in my stocks rising, but like, I'm just really interested to see where he goes just in general. Like, I think his story 
his story. It's almost funny to say at this point, mm-hmm. uh, but I think his story is something that a lot of people jokingly or not are, are talking about and interested in. It's just that payoff. Like we talked about when we first started this podcast and uh, Cody didn't win at mania and everybody was fucking pissed online. We, in that moment said like, no, nah, I think this is the right decision. It would have been too fast. And I still, feel that way it would have been too fast and if he wins this year at mania the payoff is just going to be so much better than it were a year ago and i think they are great for not i guess giving into the pressure of the public or the online people <laughs> you you know it would be like really crazy though too if we come out of re- this upcoming wrestlemania with Cody Rhodes and CM Punk being world champions in WWE. Yeah, it's crazy, like, man. Two two <laughs> AEW guys <laughs> coming back. Two AEW guys. It's funny. Two WWE, uh, AEW, WWE <laughs> guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, had to had to break the the opening format there to to yeah. get you with with one of the Rock's catchphrases. You had Jinder really Mahal good. as a stock rising, so we'll talk about him real quick. I also thought he did a good job healing it up. So yeah, just uh, I thought for somebody who's like never on TV anymore, uh, on the main roster at least, to, for him to come out and just like to be the guy <laughs> that goes out there when they're all expecting something huge. To be the guy to go out there and deliver in front of that, I think it was a sold out crowd, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To deliver in front of that sold out crowd, didn't look nervous a bit, didn't look like he missed a step a bit, and to go out there and just like heal it up like the way he did, true professional. Like, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I know it was really cheap, like America sucks heat, but I feel like I haven't seen that cheap America sucks heat in a long time, and it felt like a nice throwback for me. Uh, I, I think it was it. smart using Jinder Mahal because yeah. you know, he he's a seasoned pro. He's good. He can man. go out there and he can say whatever and get the booze. And he's also fine enough in his position in WWE that he knows he's doing this setup for The Rock to get this gigantic pop and for yeah. him to later get popped by The Rock. And good on him. Like, Great, great pro for doing that. Um, I, I thought I thought he did a good job too. Absolutely, and uh, just common theme through today's episode is like that whole era of there's like a whole era time period of WWE where I just didn't watch. One of those time periods is when Jinder was champion, uh, and we're also going to talk about other things in this podcast where I just completely missed. Uh, that I've only seen like clips of online. So it's just interesting to see all these things coming back that people are excited about or like people appearing that they have memories of that I, for the first time, am, am just like, I didn't actually watch that, but I've seen clips. <laughs> <laughs> Let's circle back to the to the real kind of format here. And who's top of the mid, Dimitri? So this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. The awesome truth. Um, I've seen a bunch of uh, clips online of them together, um, tag teaming, um, promos, stuff like that. They were tag champs, weren't they? I think so. Pretty sure. Uh, So yeah, this is the whole era of WWE where I didn't watch. So I'm intrigued to see them together. Uh, And it seems like something that just works because they can feed off of one another. Our truth honestly works with anybody, and I feel like the same thing can be said with the Miz. 
So to have them yeah. together, it's like an ultimate, like an ultimate joining of dudes that just work with anybody. So I'm excited about it. Uh, the reason I put them in top of the mid is because they're both like, they're both legit, like top, like mid card guys that can either be like very like right in the mid or at the top of the mid and to have them together. It feels like we just have a, a, the perfect marrying of mid card superstars. And I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Cause it's actually an exciting tag team when, you know, we don't actually have very many good tag teams. There's a few, there's the big stables, but outside of them, it's just kind of like, bleh. So it's a nice little forming of a tag team. What did you think of, uh, truths i'm sorry i love you <laughs> oh that was so good yo and i saw the clips online of them comparing it to like Shawn michaels and rick flair retirement match <laughs> oh my god so good dude this guy is a cinematic mastermind <laughs> like, he's he so just, funny he just knows what the people want to see <laughs> he plays the crowd so well it's incredible yeah. it's a true skill and then like during the promo bit too where he's like so I'm tagging with Dom because I'm not tagging with JD. He's not in the judgment day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was like, so funny. No, no, we're doing it like this. And he's like, all right, Dom, I'll follow your lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so cheesy, but so good. It just, it works. <laughs> it really does work. Uh, let's jump into headlines. Yes, let's start. New year, new champ. Samoa Joe is king again. Samoa Joe defeated Maxwell Jacob Friedman at World's End, which was an ass pay-per-view. We're going to talk about mm, that. Mm, mm, mm. Waste of 50 bucks. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but the end paid off because Samoa Joe is the champion in AEW. And, bro, he is talking about, he's throwing this belt out. He's getting it redesigned. He oh, He's shit. like, we're done with sports entertainment. This world championship belt is not going to be about entertaining people. It's going to be about me kicking ass in the ring. And I'm okay, like, brother. Joe, 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 yeah. Joe. <laughs> and I, I tweeted this the other day, but it's just making my misguided TNA kid, Jacob, very, very happy. Because <laughs> I saw I saw Samoa Joe as, as world champion TNA. <laughs> oh yeah, and I he was always supposed to be the heel. I was supposed to root for AJ Styles. Never been my boy. I've never liked AJ Styles. He's getting his ass kicked by Samoa Joe. You always Joe, said that. Like, you stuck yeah. by that. Yep. <laughs> so Joe being champ in a, a big promotion like AEW is just I'm I'm tickled. I love it. Oh, beautiful. The other big thing at the end of the main event was it was revealed that Adam Cole Bay Bay has been the devil. I saw that. That's Um, that's uh, my my immediate input as somebody who doesn't watch regularly is like, uh, like, really? Like, it was that obvious the whole time. It was like the obvious answer the whole time. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they had to make a bit of a pivot because Max has a torn labrum. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get him by with just like physical therapy, but it looks like he's going to have to have surgery to fix it. Oh. So he's being written off TV as part of this whole, you know, contract thing. Contract, the bidding war 2024, yeah. uh, Joe beating the hell out of him, the devil and his goons beating the hell out of him. And I think they needed to pull the trigger on this a little bit sooner than they necessarily wanted. 
Um, as I think what they wanted was Adam Cole to be fully healthy because he's still in the boot. He's yeah. only five weeks removed from double ankle surgery. That would naturally make so sense. I think they wanted it. They wanted it to. Um, I think they wanted to have this actually go on a little bit longer, but they couldn't. They had to do this now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was the plan all along. Who knows? But uh, I'm I'm excited for this new era of AEW with Samoa Joe at the top of the food chain. Hope they don't ruin the belt. I think the belt looks really good as it is. So it's, it's, they're not doing massive changes. Basically they're just, they're right now. The like actual belty part of it is like a Burberry design, like to match the scarf that Max naturally it's going back to black. Yeah. Instead of this like light Brown. Yeah. Um, and then the other rumor about the belt was that the uh, AEW part is going to have a, a little bit of a darker background behind it. So the AEW oh, just subtle changes pops a little bit. More. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's subtle. It's basically Joe is just saying that he is done with the sports entertainment of this belt in particular, giving it a name. It is a world title. It is not your play thing. It is not your big Burberry belt. It is, it is the world title. It's going to be respected. Um, the other subtle change is that they're um, going to have the the only word that's coming to my head is side pods, which I know isn't right. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And for some reason, I'm blanking on the name as well. Uh, but side plates. Side plates. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So they, um, AEW sponsored one of the bowl games this year. I think it was the Tax Slayer Bowl. Um, whatever one is hosted in Jacksonville, they they sponsored um, and they gave a, an AEW custom world title to the team that won. So with the side plates. So that's one of the other changes is we're going to have some side plates now. But yeah, buddy. Subtle changes, just putting some respect back on the name of the world title. Yeah, I'm, pal. I'm here for it. I think it's a big change going into the new year for AEW. Mm-hmm. It's a promising one. What's your headline? What is my headline? Uh, oh shit! I didn't even I didn't realize we didn't talk about this yet. Uh, I got so deep in the convo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've obviously seen the rumors online of uh, Mercedes Monet. Um, things are heating up. You know, she got that little training video out. She keeps posting things on the internet, on the socials, and it's got people talking. Um, I've seen some tweets talking about how, you know, WWE is not happening. She's definitely going to AEW. And then I've seen some tweets that are like, AEW is not happening. She's definitely showing up at the Rumble. What are your thoughts? What do you think she's doing? Uh, My thoughts are that she is going to AEW because that is what is being reported by Fightful Select. And they are right more than they are wrong. Mm. Um. There are a ton of people who are like, oh, well, Sean Ross was wrong about Cody and he was wrong about CM Punk. Yeah, because the contracts were signed the day they debuted. So, chill. Um, But he is reporting and Fightful is reporting that um, if nothing changes, Mercedes Monet is going to AEW because her asking price is going to be is for to be one of the highest paid women's wrestlers mm-hmm. ever, and uh, uh, reportedly WWE's contract offer to her was in the same ballpark of what Charlotte Flair just got, and she wanted substantially more than that, and they weren't prepared to go to that number, which I think is insane. Yeah. Um, you've seen what a draw she is; like people are desperate for her to be back. 
I got actually a different take on this. Really? I think you pay the money. I think you pay the money. So bonafide star, you pay the money. I'm kind of like an in-between state here, right? So like the way I see it is it's an interesting thing because Sasha or Mercedes, wherever she's going to go by, um, mm-hmm. she is obviously a draw, but <clears throat> I feel like the WWE's women roster is so good right now that like they can, they could like, if she wants to like be the highest paid woman ever and they don't want to pay it, if they give, they don't do that. Is it going to negatively affect the women's roster or have a negative effect? I don't really think it's going to make much of a difference, honestly. Uh, however, if she were to sign, obviously it'd be a, a cool thing. It would get a lot of eyes on the product immediately, but that would eventually die down because it always does. And I don't think like over the long term that having her there is going to like drastically improve their women's division. The opposite can be said with AEW. I think having her there is like a huge pool. And if she stays there, I think that drastically improves their women women's division. Uh, I want her to go to the WWE just for the Royal Rumble moment. Just mm. for that. It's boss time. But if she showed up in AEW, uh, it would make some sense for me because again, from WWE's perspective, I don't think they have to like, there's no, I don't think they should be in a position where they feel like they need to pay her top dollar because if they don't, they're fine. But if she goes to AEW, I think that would be a great landing spot because she'd be the star. Uh, she's huge. And Mm -hmm. you know, that would just be great for the women's division. But again, I think she's going to go to, I think she's going to go to WWE and show up at the rumble. That's just, I don't know why my heart's telling me that. I don't know why I'm, I'm going against the money here. And I think that they're going to offer a little less and she's going to accept it to go to the rumble and do all this. Her and Bailey are good friends. I don't know, man, you know, relationships well, so are this, part of things too. I don't know. This man. is the other interesting <laughs> tidbit because the other report that's going around is that, um, Trinity formerly known as Naomi. Yes. Her contract is up with TNA and she's going back to the E. Mm hmm. And they walked out together. Maybe they coming back together. Exactly. So many moving pieces. There is a lot of moving pieces. I think at this point, though, that it's been very clear from the time that she left WWE that she is going to do what she wants to do and that there's not going to be a lot of other outside factors. I think that if she ends up going to AEW, it's going to be a dollars and cents thing. For sure. I, I think it's going to be less of a, uh, oh, all my friends are over there. Because I don't think she's that concerned with it. I mean, she made an appearance at um, All In in London. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was there. You know, right. like that's, I think that's a big sign as well. She was supposed to be on that card. Like she was supposed to wrestle there, but mm-hmm. with the injury, she couldn't. So I, I think I, I'm fully expecting her to show up in AEW at some oh, point. Oh, like how we're opposite sides here. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> and on top of that, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, she debuted last night on AEW, former knockouts champion uh, from uh, Impact Wrestling massive pop uh she's from new jersey they were in newark last night okay uh mariah may 
had her debut match. She won. She's really good. Like I've heard that. I've never seen a wrestler, but I've wrestled, but I've heard that. I didn't really have any expectations going into it. I mean, based on the kind of hype they've put around her as a signing mm-hmm. coming from stardom, I was kind of assuming that she was good, but like, holy shit, bro. Like you should look <laughs> up, you should look up the match. Cause she hit these two drop kick kicks. And I was like, she okay. Like, was like they were hard hitting shots, which was very cool to see. Um, she's got really good length too. Like it's, she is a lot bigger in the ring the way she wrestles. And I kind of expected from her backstage segments. Mm-hmm. It, do, do you know what I mean by that? Like, like sky you, wrestles kind of small. Like she does the smaller type. Yeah. Moves. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mariah may was hitting like Rhea Ripley shit. Hmm. Interesting. So that was very interesting to see. Cause she doesn't yeah. have that type of like bruiser build for like a women's right. division person, but that's the type of, stuff she was doing it was very it was very interesting huh. um but uh diana perrazzo uh came out because mariah was talking shit on new jersey diana <laughs> was not having that uh hit her with a super kick and got some new jersey chance um it was joyzy and she said she's all elite so she's all elite women's division is heating up oh boy <laughs> all right uh where are we stocks rising stocks rising stocks rising Let's talk about one of the only good matches from World's End real quick. Okay. Because that pay-per-view was ass, as I will say again <laughs> later. Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage for the TNT title was very good. Now, I'm not a wrestling historian. You know this. This match was apparently kind of an ode to Adam's career with, he came out in the WrestleMania 20 gear, did a burning table. WrestleMania 20 brother. Yeah. Fun fact. That's the first WrestleMania I watched. I love that WrestleMania. That is a special place in my heart. That's really (laughs) nice. I'm, I didn't know that. Yep. (laughs) Um, so he came out in WrestleMania 20 gear. They did a table flaming table spot. Uh, he won the TNT title on the pre-show. Uh, Kill Switch, formerly known as Luchasaurus, um, had won a contract for the TNT title, a an anytime, anywhere shot. That was a clipboard because they can't afford a briefcase over there in Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, and so he pops up behind Adam when he's holding the belt up like, yes, I did it. I've defeated my friend. And then Christian runs back in and he's like, give me the contract. Give me the contract. Bend the knee. Give me the contract. Give me the contract. Give me the contract. And Killswitch hands it over. Mm. Killswitch hits um, Adam Copeland in the back of the neck. They do one, one or two more spots. Christian Cage is TNT champion again. <laughs> Dastardly. Oh, my God. Then on Dynamite last night, Christian comes out. And he's thanking Shayna Wayne. He's thanking his golden boy, Nick Wayne. He's thanking everybody. He thanks himself. He does not thank Luchasaurus. Mm. Uh, And then he's talking about his over 200 day run as TNT champion. (laughs) So he's including all the time that Luchasaurus was champion. That's incredible. 
and his that. previous run before he lost it at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone tries to correct him and he and he's like, Tony, you bag of bones. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was the best match of the night. It should have been the main event. I know why it wasn't the main event. They have to put MJF, Samoa Joe, double reveal. That that has to be at the very yeah. end of the pay-per-view. But that match woke the crowd up because this pay-per-view sucked. And it was a banger. It was Dude, so good. good for them. I'm if so happy to see them doing this. If you haven't seen it, like I really recommend seeking it out because that match was amazing between these old men. <laughs> between these old men. <laughs> I, I love to see them doing this, man. They're both so good at what they do. It's incredible. It is. To be doing it, it at this age too. And like the, the level that they're doing it. It's so cool. It, it's insane. Like, yeah. I think both Christian and Edge both hit like a, um, like they jumped over the other one to to avoid a spear. I'm like, These dudes. how are you getting this kind of air? You're 50. That's facts, man. You know, I'm struggling to still play ball like I used to right now, and I'm 27. <laughs> Bro, I'm playing ball tonight. We'll see how it goes. Oh boy, good luck. <laughs> I'm playing football though. You know, my my kind of ball. Like yeah, his kind of ball. <laughs> All right, stock rising, Dimitri. Hit me. Uh, so I got two that that are very related here. So first one, I'm going to talk about 2023 since we are now in 2024. 2023, honestly, best year I can remember in the WWE Monin era that I've like watched. Like, it just it felt good whole way through. We've had like so many things happen. Um, we've had a bunch of returns, obviously, uh, with CM Punk and Randy Orton recently coming to mind. Uh, Obviously, we just had The Rock show up. We've had John Cena come in, come back for like a good amount of time there, uh, do a bunch of shows. That was sick. Um, there's just so many that you can't even like think of them all because so many people have come back. And it's just Kyrie Sane. It's just been mm-hmm. so good uh, to see all these familiar faces come back. A lot of big stars. Um, We've seen the champions like hold it the fuck down. So Roman, uh, obviously, this is not exclusive to 2023 because <laughs> he's been killing it for multiple years now. But Roman's a great champion. He's still a great champion. Um, we've got uh, Gunther who held it down all 2023 Intercontinental. Mm-hmm. That's been fantastic. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she's kind of had an interesting run. I wouldn't say it was a great run, but. As character, de- as character development goes, Rhea's like on fire right now. Not just as a champion, but like as the character Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. on fire. That leads me to my, my next point. Just character development in general. Dom's on fire. The Judgment Day is doing a lot of work. Uh, another return I forgot to mention, which I shouldn't have. Our truth baby. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, we've seen new people pop up left and right. We got new faces on Raw and SmackDown. It's just this year has been just action packed the whole way through. Uh, and it shows. We've got like shows selling out. Last show, last Monday night, we're all just sold out. Shows are selling out all the time. I went to SmackDown in 2023 and it almost sold out in fucking Raleigh, North Carolina. So, like, to see these numbers they're doing, man. It's just incredible to see this in 2023 whenever like it feels like for a while there wrestling was way out of mainstream and it was never going to come back to what it was. 
But right now, it's, it's incredible. Which leads me to my next stock rising. 2024. Two. <laughs> 2024 might be even better than 2023. If we're thinking about this right now, so the stuff that's got me excited right now is in previous years, we've had, uh, you know, decent build ups to WrestleMania because you know, you always got to build it up a little bit. But, you know, there's always been like, I guess, lacking some star power, it feels like in past years. This year, that is not the case. Like, just off the top of my head, not even writing this down, but like, dog, we have CM Punk. First of all, that's the headliner is crazy. Like, CM Punk. We got Cody Rhodes trying to finish his story. We got Roman Reigns. We got The Rock in the company right now. We got EO Sky, who's a new champion who's coming up with her group, which has been incredible. We've got some interesting Bailey stuff, which I'll talk about. Um, we've got fucking, I mean, Charlotte Flair's in there, but she got hurt. That kind of really she's, sucks. She's ass. not going to be around. Yeah, she's not going to be around. But, anyways, roster's stacked, and we got a lot of things going on, and it's really exciting. So, here's where I was going to go into my little tiny um, tangent here. Oh, and I also forgot to mention Jade Cargill may pop up at some point. Well, and there's a, there have been some other releases too. There's a lot of contracts that are up this year. I mean, Ooh. there's a very good chance that Andrade is going to run oh, yeah. the Rumble. Yeah, um, he said his goodbyes, said thank you to AEW for his time there. There's mm. always rumors around Malachi Black. He's denying mm. them. There's lots of rumors around um, Buddy Matthews. Um, he's also saying he's happy at AEW. But there's a lot of these like people that had good creative in NXT when Triple H was in charge there that Mm -hmm. are like, you know what? Vince is gone. Fuck it. I'm coming back. Like, uh, why, why should I stay away? If the big dog calls, like I think people (laughs) are going to go back. Yeah. And I think, uh, like those two specifically, uh, buddy Matthews and, uh, what was the other one you said there? Malachi black, Malachi black. Those two make a lot of sense. I mean, just cause their ladies are in the WWE. So it'd Mm -hmm. probably make things easier at home for sure just from like that standpoint. Um, but yeah, just uh, a lot of interesting stuff. So here's where the, my fantasy booking comes in. Right. And this is another reason why I need Sasha or Mercedes, whoever you have, whatever you want to call her to come back at the rumble. Okay. We've got this interesting stuff with damage. Do you have this written down? No. Okay, it looked like you were looking at your notes, and I was like, "Are you going like full Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny?" Like, I know exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no notes today. Um, but uh, Bailey, um, she's got this interesting thing going on with Damage Control, where there's some tension here and there, and it feels like she's kind of losing control of the group. Not only that, she's kind of been a little bit out of like the spotlight in terms of like singles runs she really hasn't had a singles run she's just been kind of been playing the leader of this group and she hasn't realistically had very many matches um in this past year uh which is interesting in a huge contrast to what it used to be because she was kind of like always on tv uh back in the day so it's been interesting to see now where things get interesting here is i firmly believe that bailey's best rival and best partner both were sasha banks they work really well together as partners and as enemies 
So, if shit hits the fan before Royal Rumble here, Bailey gets ousted from damage control, one would think that it would be very interesting if Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, either A, joins damage control in 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 bailey's position and bailey has to go find some baby faces to work with her to go against damage control because we know how much triple h likes factions or when bailey splits with damage control bailey and sasha work together to build a group together to face damage control now i know this is a huge fantasy booking and i know i'm connecting a lot of dots here but hear me out that would be absolutely fucking credible and fucking incredible and i would love that so much so please sign sasha banks <laughs> sasha banks please accept wwe's offer it's probably not as much money and i know it's a lot for me to say that because you know i'm just a little broke boy in my house talking about wrestling and if i was in your <laughs> position i would absolutely take the more money but I'm not in your position. I'm just here talking in my chair and I want you to take the less money so I can watch it on TV. Please. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to put this together as a clip and tag her. See, see if you can, your, your plea <laughs> to go to the E. Yeah. Um, I, I like it. I like the ideas. I like what you're popping out there. Yeah. Um, here's, here's the other thing. Sasha Banks is a heel. She's best yeah. heel. She, so she's a great heel. Yeah. I, I don't know where you put her right away because she's going to, people are going to be happy that she's back so that she's going to get, people cheered. are going to be like, the, it, the story writes itself always. She's a she great a, heel. She made a girl cry. Like, <laughs> she's a great heel. And just the, the friendship enemy thing between Bailey and Sasha is always great. So you could yeah. bring her in as a face aligning herself with Bailey just to inevitably have it blow up like it always does and have them face each other again at a mania in the future. I would be very happy with that. I don't even care if it's a repeated storyline, bro. I want to see it we, again. We could we could go full we could go full Vince here, Dimitri, and just start doing some race factions. So they're gonna kiss they're gonna they're gonna kick Bailey out of damage control. Yep. So it's just the the Asians in Dakota Kai. Um, <laughs> Sasha Banks comes back, rocks back up with Naomi, they bring in Jade Cargill. Oh <laughs> so shit, got, yeah. And now we got the blacks over here. Now we got now we got more race wars. And now Bailey's gonna have to find some friends. Yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. Damn, that's a great idea, man. Bring, bring actually, the race wars are already kind of back, bro. We got, I mean, <laughs> With the profits and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, we got LWO. the profits and Lashley. We got yeah, LWO. We got motherfucking. <laughs> I guess Judgment Day has got a nice mixture in there. So I guess yeah, they, they're, they're the they've ultimate. Got, they've got mix, a, mixing pot. Yeah, they've got some Latino heat. Yeah. Latino. Oh what is what is a priest, bro? Is he like He's Dominican? Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, duh. He could pass as Dominican, bro. <laughs> Dimitri, I am not gonna go into this one because <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, 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 no. I'm cutting what? you off here. Stocks falling. You saying that Puerto Ricans can pass for Dominicans? You're going to start an actual race war. Race war. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Stock falling. Now I can complain more about World's End. It fucking sucked, bro. Like, mm -hmm. it was so long. They're always long. And the pacing was so bad. And we started with this uh, eight-man all-star continental classic thing 
That was really good. I don't even have that on our little card here. It was mm. good. It's basically like four baby faces, four heels. They're going to tag it up, and that was fun. Great way to open the show. And then we had the Andrade and Miro match, which was so fucking bad. Mm. And it mm-hmm. went on for so goddamn long and then cj perry helps miro get the win everyone's like what but like we all knew andrade's on the way out we know he's gonna put over miro on his way out like stupid cut it (laughs) swerve strickland was supposed to have a match with keith lee keith lee's hurt so instead of just cutting the match they have swerve wrestle uh dustin Rhodes. i saw that and very they did this whole angle where swerve like murdered dustin Rhodes before the match and then he's like on the stretcher and he does the whole cody Rhodes super soldier thing like no i'm not <laughs> quitting i'm gonna fight i'm gonna fight i'm not hurt I, damn it <laughs> i like dustin Rhodes. he for like being the old at the old ass man the way that that boy hits a canadian destroyer love it mm. like his canadian destroyer power power slam combo are sick stupid we didn't need it swerve one obviously <laughs> then we have uh i believe the aw women's world title with tony storm and rio this match was fine like it was mm-hmm. okay it wasn't bad but it was just very obvious that tony was gonna win it just it felt again like it just went on too long too ponderous i don't know exactly i couldn't quite put my finger on it like the whole night AEW TBS Championship, Julia Hart and Abaddon. Again, like it just was really slow. It didn't feel like a Julia Hart match to me. Um, and like the stipulation for the house rules was that uh, biting was allowed. So Abaddon kept biting Julia. It was weird. Strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was just, it was, again, like it was like, I know Julia's going to win this. And we're just like really slowly getting there with all of this zombie shit. I was like, why? That's one of those things where like you would struggle to explain that to somebody who's not a wrestling fan. Yeah, you really would. <laughs> you really, really would. Um, so they, they'd be like, so they're both spooky. I was like, yeah, but she's spooky hot and she's spooky, like scary. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Um, and then we had the eight man tag match because Kenny Omega is sick. And this leads me to my other stock falling. Chris Jericho. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much because um, I'm not going to pull an Aaron Rodgers and get us sued by Chris Jericho. And we know he's terminally online, but yeah. there are some allegations in the ether about Chris Jericho and felt really weird. that He was still on the pay-per-view. Um, he got booed a lot. Yeah. Um, every time he was in, he got booed. Um, and it just the whole match just felt very uncomfortable. It was not a an easy watch to watch this match. I have thoughts about this. So like I am one of those dudes who uh I don't like to pile on when somebody has allegations on them. So like mm-hmm. all this stuff came out, right? I'm seeing the tweets and I'm seeing so many people like pile on and although it seems damning, uh, I just never like to rush to judgment. 
no matter what the situation is. And I'm not defending Chris Jericho in any way, but I'm also not saying I'm like, I'm not defending him. I'm not supporting him. I am literally just a bystander out here with no opinion until things get settled. Now I do agree with you. It is strange that he has a match on the pay-per-view. My opinion is I feel like things from what I'm seeing, I feel like things should at least be investigated or we should be told things are being looked into instead mm-hmm. of it just feeling like it's being like swept under the rug because like that's no way for it to be right. I want to I want to feel like I want to know like something's happening, right? Like I don't know, is that crazy? Like that's uh, well, and AEW reportedly part of their like company handbook, which Jericho is saying, well, I never signed any handbook and I don't follow any rules. And I don't, I don't NDA Christ. and all this stuff. Like, it's very frustrating. <laughs> like part of like the way this company was set up, I guess, is that if something comes out, they're going to have you take a back seat while the company investigates it, see if it's founded or unfounded, yeah. see what they can come up with. And then like, they'll kind of be like, Hey, we're going to keep you away for a while. Or, we're not seeing anything that seems like this is um, enough for us to keep you off TV for you're, you can come back. That is I've, I've read multiple things from good sources, like it, connected sources with yeah. uh, that report on wrestling, not us, but like actual reporters. Yeah. <laughs> and why is he out there? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Once, once Kenny Omega was hurt, we didn't need this match anyway. It was a, how do we shoehorn Chris Jericho still on this pay-per-view? And they're like, okay, well, we'll do the Don Callis family and the tag team champs and Sting will get a pop. So we'll put Sting and Darby in there. And I'm like, we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah. It's not need. It's not needed. Worst case scenario, just say uh, Chris Jericho uh, isn't available tonight. Don't give a good reason. Make it a six-man tag with Sting, Darby, and Sammy Guevara versus whoever so that you're not really killing your card. I don't know. I, it just, the whole thing, just watching it just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. It was really not, it wasn't a good match too. Like that's yeah. the other thing is it's like. It's it not like you put together was, some like banger. It, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like I was kind of like with the all-star eight-man tag. I was like, why do we have this? Like who's mm-hmm. asking for this? But it it slapped. Like, it was really good. So I was like, hey, hands up. I was wrong. I'm glad we had these guys all do this stuff. Like, this was really fun. This was not fun. Mm. Not a fun time. Yuck. Let's talk about something else that's not a fun time, and that's wrestling video games, Dimitri. Am I right? Yeah, you're right, bub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I've seen on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen the stuff about the uh, AEW Fight Forever game and the Tony Storm DLC pack. Have you seen this? I have not. I've, I've heard this game is ass, but I have not seen this specific ass yeah, about it. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard mixed reviews about the game. Well, I'll be fair. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard <laughs> some people like it. Okay. But I've heard a lot of negative things too. Uh, specifically with the Tony Storm DLC thing. Uh, it's a paid DLC. It's coming out, I think, on the 10th, maybe. Um, they just released like a little trailer for it. Just seen a lot of people complaining that it seems like uh, kind of half-baked. And they're frustrated because the game seems to not have a direction. Like people paid for like season pass. And there's not really like a roadmap as to what content you're getting and when. So people were just kind of like, this feels like really unorganized and not well done. Um 
And then uh, this specific uh, DLC is just kind of disappointing for folks because people were excited to get this Tony Storm thing and everything, but like it's the old Tony Storm character, which again is something that's very outdated. So like they're going to release Outcast Tony Storm. Yeah, yeah, Outcast Tony Storm. So they're releasing this DLC that's like the main big part of it is is quite outdated on a game that kind of from what I've seen seems kind of outdated and it's just like, <laughs> come on guys. <laughs> so that I was, I saw that online and it really got my like wheels turning. I'm sitting here thinking about wrestling games cause I'm a wrestling game connoisseur. Okay. I'm just going to toot my own horn here. I'm a wrestling game connoisseur. I grew up playing uh WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 18, on the GameCube, I played Raw and Raw 2 on the Xbox. And on PlayStation, of course, I played Here Comes the Pain, SmackDown versus Raw from 2006 to 2010, I believe. Played a few uh, WWE 2Ks, you know what I'm saying? So I'm well-versed in the wrestling video game universe. And it feels like just as of late, this is kind of like a... Uh, video game and wrestling video game issue. The games just feel like they're just missing a lot of content that you would expect. I'm going to say about WWE games, there's a lot of creative content, which is really nice because you can, can create a lot of shit and it's really nice that they, you know, add that in there, but we're missing a big part of wrestling and video games today, which is like multiplayer. You know, you want to play with friends. Um, there is multiplayer in WWE 2K, but it's nowhere near as like cooked up as you'd expect it to be. I'd at least expect it to f- feature some sort of mode that's almost akin to like a franchise mode for like Madden, where you can get on draft shows with your with your mates and uh, you know maybe battle brands. Or if you don't want to do it that way, create characters and have them compete at some sort of. I don't know, performance center and then have them drafted or like picked to a brand. And then you just wrestle every week. And then at the end of a schedule, go to WrestleMania, go to pay-per-views, fight your friends. Mm. That'd be cool as fuck. Like imagine cook earning belts with your boys on the WWE 2K. You could be like, yeah, bro, I've been us champion for fucking three months. Come at me, bro. I've been defending the title every pay-per-view that would be lit. But we're missing so much of that. And it's it's disappointing for me because we clearly have the technology to do it. Uh, I don't think it would be I mean, very- 2K has the technology to do it. Like 2K has it. Yeah, clearly. We yeah. play connected franchise on 2K. Like, we've done this. Yes. This is, so- this is a standard option. Yeah. And for, like, something that's an extension of the WWE, like, the old WWE games were games that fans that weren't even fans of WWE that just liked video games would play because they're fun. SmackDown versus Raw. I did did not watch wrestling. Fucked with that game. It was so fun. Exactly. Because they were fun. Uh, They're missing that. People don't just buy wrestling games anymore unless they're a wrestling fan, which is sort of an issue. But let's let's go into that because I am a wrestling fan. (laughs) I have not bought either of these games because I think Fight Forever looks terrible. I also think it's stupid that I have to pay extra for DLCs to get mainstay, like mainstay roster people. Uh Like if new people sign and you add them 
like, sure, I'll pay a DLC to like, you know, get Mariah May and like as a as a group, like a group of people who've come mm-hmm. in, like that's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. But like, don't make me pay extra for fucking Tony Storm, who's been here for two years, <laughs> and then have it be outdated and is a three time women's world champion. Yeah. Like that's no, wild. Not right? having that. Yeah. Like that's that's not cool. And like on the WWE side of things. I was going to buy that game, but I was like, I'm going to let Dimitri get it because he's going to buy this game day one. Yeah. And he'll let me know if we can actually play together. Yeah. I don't want to just like, I don't really have much of an interest in just going in and doing Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns to play mm-hmm. against each other. That's not fun. I don't exactly. want to do that. Like that gets old real quick. You play that one time and you're like, all right, bet. Okay. Let's do a ladder <laughs> Move match. On. Yep. Okay. We're done. Okay. Uh, you want to play Madden? Like that's what happens. That's so I, accurate. <laughs> like, if we had something like you were describing, like a connected franchise where we could like both create, create wrestlers that start at the performance center and you work your way up and like you have some kind of bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. We're friends. I want to brag. Like uh-huh. if I ever beat you in Madden, I'm going to talk shit for a year, dog. Uh-huh. Like that is going <laughs> to happen. Exactly. Like, it's, uh, it's very simple. It's very, very simple. And they're just missing out because I don't think the people who are in charge of these companies are really paying that much attention to their video game side of things. Yeah. It just seems like they're trying to develop the next ultimate team. Uh, that's what they're really yeah, worried about. It's a hundred percent, just an ultimate team microtransaction. Yeah. Deal. And <laughs> they're, they're slowly you know, building it right now. I don't even think, I don't think you can, I don't think it's pay to win right now yet, but I'm, I'm I think they're just kind of laying the groundwork and then eventually that's going to be what they want to fuck that shit. I'm yeah. So I know it's so annoying team. All right. My boy has to go pick up some furniture, so we're yes, going to get sir. out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Let Me Pod Two. You can follow Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me at We Hate Jacob. Let's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform or on every major network. Have a great SmackDown, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.